0: We are going to sing plenty more today, but we have some fun things in store, and we want to start by welcoming you. My name is Rick. I'm one of the pastors here. This is my beautiful wife, Thea. Thea, thank (laughs) you. I had to test her, you know. I had to test her early on. Uh, We are elated to celebrate this Christmas Eve with you all. Thank you for being here. Thank you for bringing your kids and your family and your friends. You all look so beautiful. I tell you what, you look really beautiful. Okay, so what would Christmas be if we weren't able to give away a few gifts? And yeah, so we love presents. We love presents. We do. It's not the reason for the season, but it is indeed one of the benefits of the season where we are. And so I've actually asked my beautiful wife, Thea, to um, give away some Christmas presents.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, okay. So everybody has a connect card on their chair. So you're going to want to find your connect card. And funny enough, if you are new here, if you have a prayer request. If you have a question for us or you just want us to get a hold of you so we can get to know you more, anything like that, you're going to want to fill out that Connect card and drop it in the black box back there on your way out or at some point today. Um, But also, so flip that card over, and if your card has a a Foundation Kids sticker with a little number written on it, then you want a gift, so we want you to come on up. There should be eight of them out there, so come come on up up. if you got it.
0: If that's you, yeah. You might have to
2: check the chairs around you.
0: Come on up.
2: One, two. There should be like six more. Oh, here comes Micah.
0: How many do we got?
2: so there should be eight
0: eight okay okay we got adam
2: five yes oh yay emily okay one two three four five six is that seven counting is hard
0: check the seat next to you maybe the empty seat has a card
2: two more there should be two more oh i think i see one perfect okay is there one more look around okay is that eight Seven? Did we check? All of them? Oh, here comes Millie! Woohoo! All okay, right. so Millie, you get to go first. You can pick any one of the presents from under either tree. Yep, Well, we're going to let Millie go first because we're going to go youngest to oldest. Okay, Emily, you, go, you get to pick next, whichever gift you want. Oh, this is going to make me guess. I bet you're next youngest. You don't have to say, but... Okay. Yep. Go ahead. You pick a present. You're probably wow. close. Chris, go ahead. Pick,
0: Very pick presumptuous of you.
2: Then we're going to go Adam and everybody else. Okay. You guys just <laughs> grab a gift.
0: Very. This is a
2: present from Foundation Church yep. to you guys.
0: Yeah. So grab a gift. Yep. Yes. Give him a hand.
2: Just take it to your seat and you can, you can open it whenever you want.
0: See everybody coming to church does pay off. That's not the, that's not the moral of the story. We're just happy to be able to give that to you.
1: Okay. Will you stand and sing again?
0: have a seat. That was truly excellent. Thank you for that. For the month of December, we have been celebrating Advent. And if you did not already know, the purpose of Advent is indeed to prepare ourselves for the arrival of Jesus. That's what it means, the appearing or the arrival. And so we finally have... Made it. And all month long, we've had families come up and read us some scripture and an encouragement. And so this is our final uh, scripture reading and final encouragement. And I would like to welcome, if you can help me, the Miles family, Adam, Nikki, and Amanda. Please come on up. And they are going to lead us through the reading. It will be on the screen as well. Thank you.
3: Good morning. This is Amanda. I'm Nikki, And this is Adam. Hey, And we serve in, we host, co-host a small group on Friday nights at our home. And then I also help in kids a couple times a month. So it was really fun seeing them all up here. Amanda's going to have fun with the mic, I think. Can you say hi? <laughs> say hi. <laughs> it's not quite a nice thing, though. No. Um, so one of the fun things with, with Christmas One, just if anybody else out there has had experiences. Some people, Christmas is hard, or you have different things associated with growing up. Um, And so we're in the process of redeeming Christmas, in a sense, and so started some fun new traditions. Um, I liked reading Christmas books as a kid growing up, and we only brought them out at Christmas time. So Amanda gets a Christmas book every year, and those, it didn't go away last year, it stayed out, but she really got into it this Christmas. And she has another one under the tree. And then um, another one is we started wearing matching pajamas, much to um, Adam's <laughs> joy to that. <laughs> but he puts up with it, and I don't do anything too wild. So we, we kind of compromise from that perspective. But yeah. yeah, so I'll turn that over to
4: you. Awesome. So uh, the scripture reading uh, is going to be from Luke 2, 1 through 20. The birth of Jesus arrived, the arrival of the Messiah, the Messiah who is hope, peace, joy, and love. The wait is over. Like Mary and Joseph waiting for the announcement to become reality, we feel that anticipation. Like the shepherds tending to their task, we are interrupted with the good news. Like the heavenly hosts singing praise, we lift our voices together to proclaim the coming of our Savior. Like those who receive the message from another, we are amazed. And like Mary who pondered these things in her heart, we treasure this moment because Jesus is here. God in the flesh, come to save the world. Amen.
1: God, we're so grateful, Lord, that you would send your only son, your only child, to save us. We're overwhelmed by that love. Lord, we love you. Amen. Give it up.
0: Thank you to Zach and all the kids for making us a little bit more joyful this Christmas season. That was truly awesome. Well, I'm uh, excited to be here. I get to share just a brief message with you today uh, about the Christmas story. And, uh, and I realize, as it's already been said, that the Christmas season is very complex in many ways, is it not? One, uh, On the one hand, we have these emotions that are very hopeful and joyful and peaceful, full of love. But these wonderful expressions of life are often coupled with difficult emotions, sadness, loneliness, emptiness. And so we have these two hands with different emotions, and they're both very real. Both are very felt and both impact our souls in the deepest way, don't they? Yeah, they really do. Still, there is one thing that everyone will experience in this Christmas season. And that one thing is anticipation. Anticipation. The child that's eagerly awaiting that special gift and then the parent waiting for the joyful exclamation of the child as they receive that gift. The traveler, restless as they plan for their journey. The welcoming party, counting the days until the guest of honor arrives. The employee hopeful for that little bit of extra in the form of a Christmas bonus, and the employer wondering if that little extra will be there to give. The close-knit family thrilled by plans to gather with those that they love. The estranged family secretly wishing that Christmas will be the catalyst for reconciliation. The gathering of old friends, the spark of new friendships, the blessing of a church family that welcomes each other into the Christmas Eve gathering. All of these things have anticipation baked into their substance. But Christmas anticipation is not a new thing. It has been woven into Christmas before Christmas was Christmas. Now let me explain what I mean by that. What I'm about to read to you is a prophecy from the prophet Isaiah, recorded in the book of Isaiah, almost 700 years before the birth of Jesus. And this is what it says, Isaiah 9, verse six through seven, it'll be on the screen. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, to Israel, promising that they can and will be free from oppression and captivity of their enemies. This is a hopeful passage, and it ignites anticipation in the people of God, that one day they will be saved, that one day they will be free, that one day they will be made whole again. Now fast forward, 700-ish years, and we find the arrival of Jesus. The baby born into a manger, as we read earlier in the Gospel of Luke's account of the Christmas story. During the Advent reading, we heard about that. But I want to read to you another account of Isaiah's promise fulfilled. This time, it's coming from the Gospel of John, not your traditional Christmas story reading but I want to show you what is happening. John chapter one, verses one through 14 says this. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Verse 14 says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we have seen his glory, God bless you, the glory of the one and only son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, the word in this passage, the word word is describing Jesus. So the word word, Being Jesus is significant because if you listen to how Jesus is described, and I'm gonna remind you right now, Jesus is God. In Jesus, we find life. Jesus defeats the darkness. That's why we light candles to remind ourselves of the preparing. Those who believe in Jesus are called children of God and Jesus is full of grace and truth. So you see, Jesus is the gift to humanity, God in the flesh. So all of a sudden, the anticipation of 700 years, that's a really long time. The anticipation of 700 years is no longer needed because the gift has arrived. The gift promised is now the gift tangible, seen and held, real substance in real time. The promise, now a reality in the form of a child. And so like the child who is no longer waiting for the gift or the parent that's no longer waiting for the eager surprise, their anticipation is transferred into joyous celebration. The traveler arrived, the Christmas bonus deposited, the family gathering commenced. The celebration between friends is finally here. All of these things, an idea, a hopeful idea, now a tangible reality. This is the story of Christmas. A Messiah, a Savior, realized through the birth of a child. The word became flesh, dwelt among us, and his name is Jesus. So today we're going to celebrate that, the arrival of Jesus. We're going to do so with communion. This tangible gift that Jesus is continues today as we remember him through this simple yet very profound act of receiving juice and bread. Jesus himself instructs his followers, his disciples, to do this often that we may never forget his promise. For the person who is still deciding if they want to follow Jesus, that's okay. You're welcome here. This is slightly less than a useful portion of juice and bread. That's all it is to the person who is not following Jesus, but for the Christ follower, for the disciple of Jesus, this is significant. Jesus, as the baby in the manger, was this tangible realization of a promise long awaited. And similarly, the juice and the bread are a tangible reminder of the promise that Jesus made with humanity through his death and resurrection that we are no longer without hope, peace, joy, and love. And so it's with that promise in mind that we receive this gift of communion. And so here's what we're gonna do. In just a moment, I'm going to pray And then at that time, we have prepared um, bread and juice in the back at that table. We would love for you to go with whoever you're here with, family or friends or whatever that may be, grab the elements, receive the communion, and then come back to your seat as we close out our gathering through song. Make sense? Okay. Will you stand with me as we pray for the communion elements? God, we thank you for this beautiful time of the year. And we know that there are um, many emotions, good ones, hard ones, bad ones. It's the full gamut for us. But today in this moment, you have our attention. You have our anticipation. So God, I pray that we would, through our gratitude, receive the bread and the juice, remembering you, tangibly feeling this reminder, tasting this reminder that you have indeed promised us a future full of hope and peace and joy and love. As we receive them, God, may we be reminded of that. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you would like to, if you feel like you would like to, feel free to walk back and grab the communion elements with your family, and then return to your seats, and we will sing.
5: It is. I'm, I've got about 30 seconds of your attention. And so instead, what I've decided to do is just look at you and know, You know, as part of the Connect team, um, one of the things we get to do is we have relationship with a lot of you. Um, and we hear a lot of stories about what's going on in your life, both good and not good. And so one of the things that's contrasted at Christmas time is the power of Jesus Christ. We celebrate the power of Jesus and that is contrasted in in some of the harder times of our life and so my word of encouragement my final blessing as we close out the service is this take heart because jesus has overcome the world he has overcome the world and whatever you have in your life that is causing you pain and distress that is what he has come to touch so thank you father god thank you for this day that we get to celebrate your son that you sent to be our own individual savior with what we have going on in our lives. What a powerful and of love that is. And so I pray, Lord, that as we leave here today and we celebrate with our families and friends, that we remember Jesus came and saved us. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Have a wonderful
1: Christmas.